KCSB FM Santa Barbara 91.9. This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. This is the show that shares what's happening in and around Isla Vista and the UC Santa Barbara community. On tonight's show, we'll hear from Will Bremen, a Santa Barbara-based singer who you may have seen perform in your local wineries and breweries. If you find his voice familiar, you might have also seen and heard him sing on The Voice back in 2019. Will Bremen is here on Inside Isla Vista tonight to tell us more about his music background, his inspirations, upcoming concerts, and his newly released Christmas sampler. Let's get right into the show. Here is Will Bremen. Hi there, my name is Will Bremen. Um, I've been in the Santa Barbara area now for about 11 years, which is crazy to me. And uh, that entire time has been largely spent playing music in and around the Central Coast and um, just kind of chilling at the beach. Nice. And so where are you originally from? I'm originally from the L.A. area, specifically in the San Fernando Valley. Um, I'm from the West Hills, Woodland Hills area, closer to Calabasas. Mm. Okay. And so how did you make your way to Santa Barbara? Um, the same way a lot of young guys do. Uh, I went to school up here. Um, unfortunately, I did not go to UCSB. I went to Westmont College, just down the way, out in Montecito. Uh, majored in business, and um, over that time realized I didn't want to leave, so I, I stayed here. Yeah, it's definitely a great area to stay in. Oh, it's wonderful. You, you really can't beat it. Yeah, was it the beach that kept you here? I mean, yeah, that's part of it. You know, it's fun to wake up every now and again now and go up to East Beach and go for a run or something like that. But, uh, you know, for as long as I've been here, there's also been a really good music scene full of young musicians. And coming from the L.A. area, you know, you expect that sort of thing to be way more competitive, to be way more cutthroat. But honestly, in the time that I've been here, the the friends that I've made out here through playing music, you know, we're finding each other gigs, we're supporting each other, we're, you know, making shows with each other, we're coming to each other's shows. You know, it's become a really great supportive network of really talented people. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see that here in Isla Vista and on our college campus too, seeing young bands coming together, playing music, playing house shows. Oh yeah, the band scene out here has always been fun. I've done a lot of house shows and I've seen a lot of house shows out here in IB. Yeah, so going straight into music then, um, how did you get into writing, creating your music? Did you grow up around it? I mean, uh, for me, my mom taught me how to sing. She was the, the first major music influence on me. Um, and I remember, you know, I was maybe three or four, and this was the 90s, so they, they had karaoke machines that looked like mini fridges, you know? And um, I would sing with her on those. And she has the voice, I don't know if she would admit to this, but she, to me, has like a carbon copy Patsy Cline voice. And um, she she taught me what I knew at first. And then as I was growing up, I was heavily involved in church. And um, I had a lot of influences through that, a lot of mentors who taught me everything I knew. Um, but I think the most important thing for me was that I just hyper-focused on it. You know, one of the things about me is that I'm on the autism spectrum. And so it was just very easy to get that thing that I loved so much and just have it be my limited interest, you know. And so um, when I eventually taught myself guitar, I tried to learn everything I could all at once. And it, it it was fun. I got to learn a lot, you know. 
<laughs> I don't know how many friends I got out of it, you know, because I'm just so busy being in my room, you know, doing this stuff. But uh, that, that that was kind of the early upbringing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess playing music and focusing on that, that's got you here so far, right? Yeah, no, it's somehow become a profession and I am so grateful for it. Yeah, that's great to hear about. And so how would you classify the genre of the music that you play? Oh, uh, well, nowadays... I tend to go off my first EP, which I think is a good descriptor, you know, and I wanted that to be kind of like, this is what I want to put out there. And so I kind of created this thing that I like to call Santa Barbara soul music. So it's somewhere for me in the middle of, um, it's somewhere between Jack Johnson, at least old Jack Johnson, you know, the albums that we all listen to on repeat mm -hmm. and have been like kind of in the SoCal lexicon for as long as we've known. You know, Jack Johnson meets like older records that um, either my parents, you know, happen to have or that I just happen to come across by Al Green, Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, um, Aretha Franklin, you know, uh, just kind of somewhere in the middle of that trying to get some old school stuff with some just kind of California flair, some beachy rhythms. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a fusion. A little bit, sense. a little bit. Yeah, and so did you grow up around those kinds of genres? Did you just find more interest that it matched your style? Honestly, no. I feel like my upbringing was really eclectic. You know, growing up around um, contemporary worship, you tend to I think a lot of the musicians listening to this will, will understand you tend to grow up around a lot of the same chords, the same progressions, the same kind of melodies. It sounds over time like you're just kind of repeating Wonderwall, you know, because it's the same thing. But um, I also happened to grow up, you know, in my high school jazz band, getting a lot of influences from that. At one point, I was the lead screamer in a metal band, if you could believe it. Um, I don't know how I still have a voice. <laughs> um, it, it, it was hard, you know, being 18 and kind of sounding a little more gruff, like you're yeah. 40 or something, right? <laughs> but <laughs> thankfully, my voice healed, and it healed just in time for Mumford & Sons to, um, to start getting onto the scene. And uh, that convinced me to teach myself banjo and join a bluegrass band for for a bit you know and um, I did that for uh, my early 20s I was touring uh, as a banjo player for a folk group and um, you know just kind of through all that you listen to a lot of music you just kind of get inspiration where you find it and um, it's kind of led to whatever the hodgepodge I've created is now yeah well it sounds like you have a wide range in music skills then I mean, I try. I like to wear a lot of hats, try to keep it, try to keep it entertaining, try to keep myself busy. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see yourself exploring new types of fusions with genres or do you feel like the music that you're creating now is kind of who you've most connected with? I think it's where I'm connected to um, now at this moment for sure. But uh, recently I just got my master's in classical vocals, you know, because I'm around this stuff so much, I might as well learn how to teach it. And, uh, you know, just try and create, like, another source of income out of it. But, you know, learning those styles of pieces, you start to learn different ways to structure melodies, to structure harmonies. But, uh, I mean, at the same time, you know, keeping it eclectic for me also keeps me from just getting bored. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. And so I'm interested in hearing a little bit more about one particular song that includes references to Isla Vista and Sabado. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Anne Marie, is that correct? Yes, it is. Could you tell me a little bit more about it? Is Anne Marie a real person? Was it a real experience? <laughs> so this is a crazy story. Um, Anne Marie, believe it or not, is not a real person. Uh, one day I was, you know, going to my bank um, out in Goleta. Uh, I went to Ivy Deli Mart for lunch, and um, I don't know what it was that day. There were just a lot of people on longboards or something, but I just got inspired. I had that me melody in my head, and um, I just kind of rolled with it, and it turned into this love song to this girl that I've that doesn't exist, right? And for the longest time, I didn't have a name to this person. You know, I had the rest of the details worked out. I, I knew where I wanted to go with it, but I didn't have that name. So um, there's a friend of mine. He's pretty prominent out in Isla Vista. His name's Mark Barlow. Um, he also has wonderful music out. Please take a look at it. Um, and um, I texted him, and I'm like, dude, I need a name for this song. This is what I got. Give me the name of someone who, like, give me the name of a girl, you know, who longboards. And uh, the first thing he came up with was Anne Marie. And I'm like, sweet, that actually works. I'll, I'll, I'll riff off that. Um, and it wasn't until, gosh, maybe a year later, the song had already come out, that later on I'm jamming with him. He's working on his, what would eventually become his record, Soul Hymns. And... Um, He's talking to me and he's saying, oh yeah, no, uh, afterwards uh, I'm, I'm going to go hang out with Anne-Marie. And I'm like, who is that? Who's that? <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, oh yeah, you know Anne-Marie. And I'm like, no, I don't. Who, who are you talking about? And he looks at me and he's like, oh yeah, a, a friend of mine, a girl in Isla Vista who longboards. And I'm like, you gave me the name of a real person? You gave me? Okay. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, shoot, there's no changing it now. So, And, and I've still never met Anne-Marie. Oh, no still way. never met her. Um, I'm, I'm sure she's great. I hope she isn't weirded out by the fact that I accidentally wrote a song about her. <laughs> I promise that wasn't my intention, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. <laughs> Well, I hope she's able to tell everyone that she has a song written about her. That's a pretty cool fact. That, that is pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for that detail on that song. I just thought that was interesting because we're here in Isla Vista, and I was like, what a oh, great yeah. connection. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, gotta, gotta, gotta pay some homage to Ivy. You yeah. Know, many long nights out here.
This is Inside Isla Vista. I'm Jennifer Yoshikoshi with KCSB News. Today we're talking with Will Bremen, a local Santa Barbara artist who's built up his career along the Central Coast, writing and playing music he calls Santa Barbara Soul. You just heard one of his original songs, Anne Marie. Let's get back into my interview where Will Bremen tells us about making connections, his experience on The Voice, and his newly released Christmas sampler. Um, do you hear a lot about Isla Vista like through the music scene? How did you find your way to meet people in the area here? I mean, when you're playing gigs out here, um, a lot of them tend to be in spots like, you know, the Funk Zone, um, certain parts of Old Town Goleta, you know, uh, old shout out to Old Town Coffee, for example. And over time, you know, through just doing it and doing it and doing it, you tend to meet people who are playing the same gigs as you, and uh, you see where they're playing at, and um, it's what I said before about it just being a very supportive environment, and it's just rife for networking, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I mean, uh, the, you could say there's a lot of different ways that that happens, whether it be, you know, going to those house shows or, or whatnot, but, like, I guess just over time, I just kind of started meeting people and uh, making those friends and making those connections. Yeah, it's great to hear about how far back that, like, supportive music network goes in Isla Vista history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I know that you were also on the top 10 for season 17 of The Voice. I was on the top 8. Oh, top 8. I know, it's crazy. It, it, they do it differently every season, so it can be hard to track. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, at the end of 2019, I was uh, one of the top 8 semifinalists. Um, I was on John Legend's team. Uh, he is a lovely individual. I love him to death. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it's weird to say that like I consider him a friend, you know? Yeah. Uh, because you, you, when you grow up listening to the man's music and um, are inspired by him in that way, you know, by this thing that you see is like larger than life and now he's your mentor, mm -hmm. you know, it was really fun. Yeah, no, I loved that experience. It was it was wonderful. Do you think it helped you grow as an artist? I think so, at least in terms of, um, well, I think the two ways that I think it helped me grow the most was m one in how I brand myself, you know. Um, and that goes, like, they think of everything on that show, so they are helping curate your image, your performance style, in some cases your singing style, and it taught me that I really needed to uh, do more about that just off the show, you know? When you're, when you're working as a solo artist out here, it's easy to be your own tour manager, or your own booking agent, or your own publicist. But you're also your own personal trainer. Mm -hmm. You're also your own um, fashion designer. You're also your own um, your own nutritionist. I don't know. Uh, you're also, in some cases, your own therapist. You know, sometimes that has to happen. But like it, it taught me that um, for me to cultivate a brand, I needed to be a lot more well-rounded and um, more knowledgeable in those things, not just the music side of it. But the other part of it is just more personable, you know. Um, I I know a lot of guys out here in the industry, like people who have been doing music for a while, especially a lot of the time, you know, it can be a very lonely experience and it can be very hard as you're playing, you know, gig after gig after gig. 
and you wonder where it's going to go. And like a lot of the times, all we really want is just the sense of affirmation and the sense of validation of, oh, I am good enough at what I do here that I can continue doing it and not be worried about it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I could pinpoint so many different times specifically in that six month period on the voice where that happened to me, you know, but, um, it gave me, you know, if nothing else, just like a really good sense of confidence of like, okay, if a national TV syndicate likes what I do, you know, uh, then I should stop, you know, being so hard on myself. I, I'm good at what I do. I can keep doing this. And, you know, it, it's just a, it's just a sense of like confidence re regarding it without, without going to arrogance, but like mm -hmm. definitely just, you know, a really re good sense of validation of, okay, I'm good at what I do. Yeah, well, it sounds like you took a lot from that experience and learned more about how to be a better artist and how to take care of yourself. Yeah, no, it, it's um, it's uh, it's been just a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you still keep in contact with the people you worked with on the show? A lot of them, yeah. Um, when you're all going through it, whether or not it's uh, it's through trauma bonding or. Uh, what have you, you know, um, a lot of those guys, I try very hard to maintain those friendships, you know, over the three years that that's happened, I got to see some of them get married, some of them have kids, and it's just really cool to see everyone's lives play out after the show, but it's, I think what's more important there is like, you know, I've made a lot of great friends out of it and a lot of great musical colleagues out of it. It sounds like that supportive music network continues like farther out as an artist. Well, yeah, you know, uh, especially in an environment like that where everyone's taking um, their craft seriously, it's like, you know, it's 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 all about the company you keep at that point, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, if you're around people who take it seriously like you do, then, you know, ultimately everyone grows. Yeah, well, it's nice to see everybody working together still and supporting each other in what you're passionate in. Mm -hmm. um, I know that coming out of being on The Voice, you have a bigger presence here in Santa Barbara now, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really grateful to all the people who supported me on the show. It's led to a lot of cool things, and I'm just really grateful that I'm able to, you know, be at the place that I'm at now, you know? Mm -hmm. It was hard just coming off the show because when my season ended, it ended in December of 2019. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing the math, literally three months later, we have a worldwide pandemic, everyone is like i it was the weirdest thing watching literally at that point i think it was eight months of straight shows and touring suddenly get canceled mm. that that was hard <laughs> that was especially hard on the mental health you know but um to come out of it and to have such a supportive community out here in santa barbara to where once we started getting out of that all those people were still there and people still started coming out to live shows again and and supporting the local scene um it was really encouraging mm -hmm. and as an artist how did you get through the pandemic oh man uh doordash no uh <laughs> <laughs> um i got through it a couple ways it, it was good timing that i wanted to go back to school and that was going to be the plan regardless of whether or not there was a pandemic mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm grateful that that kind of helped me through a lot. You know, it kept me busy. It kept me sane for the most part. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, aside from that, just kind of keeping the nose down and sticking to the craft as much as you can. It, it can be hard when suddenly you have you have all these things you want to do and then no way to get them done for a while, you know. So, um, especially in twenty like late twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two, like once things started coming back again, you know, um, I felt like a lot of my projects that I wanted to do were put on hold until things started ramping up. And so now that those are are coming, now that those are back, you know, it's it's been easier to get those projects done. It's been easier to kind of focus on it. Like the the goal of this last year and a half for me has been just to kind of get my groove back, get my circuits back, you know, and just kind of get back into the working uh, rhythm that I was in prior to a prior to the pandemic. Yeah, and so as you're getting back into it, um, I heard that you're playing some local shows here in Santa Barbara this month. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, I mean, I'm always playing, uh, so uh, you'll you'll find me, um, especially out here, uh, playing a winery or two, playing in the funk zone a lot. Uh, December 21st, I'm going to be at Soho. My band and I are going to be at Soho uh, with some dear friends of mine called the Rose Valley Thorns. Uh, we're going to play a lot of uh, good folk soul music together and, um, you know, uh, ring out the, the new year, you know, because I think that's going to be my last one of the year. And is there a certain venue that you're most excited about playing? Is there a favorite that you have in the area? Oh, goodness. It can be really hard to choose because they're all so good, mm -hmm. you know. I think uh, for me, um, my personal favorite, and this, is, this goes back years and years because they were the first place to ever give me a gig, is out in Carpinteria, a lovely brewery called Island Brewing Company. Um, they have been... Um, fantastic to me and my family for years now uh they were the first place to to really believe in me and uh, give me a chance and um on top of that they have wonderful beer mm -hmm. but only if you're over 21 um and so with christmas coming up how do you celebrate and what's it like in santa barbara with the christmas holiday oh goodness um it, it's it's interesting um, it's, it's weird to not see as many young people out cause I know everyone's going home for the holidays and I feel like it's different every year for me, just depending on what the family is doing, what, where everyone's going. Um, I know this year, um, we're, I'm going to be, uh, at least spending a portion of it in LA with my family and then, um, a large portion of it out in Bishop, uh, with my girlfriend's family. Um, they have a lovely cabin up there, and um, for once, there's going to be snow. Wow. Love that. So uh, <laughs> I get to freeze my tail off uh, over there, which is, which is uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, especially with the snow, I feel like that fits perfectly well with the holidays. Mm -hmm. um, can you just um, talk about your Christmas EP and where people can find it, what songs are featured on it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a lovely new Christmas EP coming out. I call it a Christmas sampler because it's only three songs. You know, I I feel like three is a sampler, five is an EP. I don't know. That's just my own math. But uh, but um, it's all uh, Christmas covers of um, classics that. Uh, my band and I have done uh, in collaboration with the Gracie Fisher Foundation for her winter showcase for the last few years. Um, and uh, it's going to be available on all streaming services. Um, it'll be available on my website for you to take a look at. And, um, 
Yeah, uh, and if you want to look that up, um, my uh, my Instagram, all my social media handles are under the same handle because consistency, <laughs> uh, which is Will Bremen Music, B-R-E-M-A-N Music, and uh, WillBremenMusic.com is my website, and um, all that information is is right there. Perfect. Are there any projects that you're working on that listeners can look forward to seeing it being released? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on Friday, we're obviously going to be going through the Christmas record, which is going to be fun. Uh, we've done it now with a whole band, and it sounds amazing, and I can't believe how good it sounds. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Uh, but on the 21st, we're going to start playing and debuting some songs from my next EP, which um, I'm going to hold off on the name for it right now because it's a mm -hmm. lot of fun. And it's a, it's a lot of songs that harken back to when I was a banjo player, when I was in bluegrass. It's going to be a little bit folkier of a vibe. Um, and uh, we're hoping to put that EP out in early spring, I think. Maybe, maybe April or May, we'll see, uh, just based on how things go. But um, yeah, that project is coming up. I'm looking forward to that. But aside from that, I mean, I'm always writing. I'm always trying to record. I'm always trying to create stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, officially those are the two right now, and I am so excited, and I can't wait for everybody to hear them. That was Will Bremen, a Santa Barbara-based singer-songwriter. And you've been listening to Inside Isla Vista. Thanks for tuning in Wednesdays at 5 p.m. to find out what's happening in and around Isla Vista. <laughs>